All right, we have another set of questions at this session. And we're going to ask the first one who has a question to come right up. I believe you have that, don't you? What's your name? That's a good name, thank you. Would you like to just step up and read that? You know, when they told me your name, I thought of, uh, of a special kind of TV. It's, uh, it's Sony, the best in the world. So that you're the best in the world. Thank you. Pastor Kuhn, my question is, is God an egomaniac? It sure seems so. Thank you for that question. That is a very interesting question. And we're going to ask the next young lady to come up and ask another question, and then we'll pull two or three questions. Pastor and what's your name? Barbara. Barbara, yeah. that's a good name, too. I have a niece by that name. Really? Yes, Barbara. <laughs> what is young people's problems today about religion? Why do we have so many problems understanding today's religion? I think that's a wonderful question. And thank you for coming and representing whoever asked that question. And now we have a young man with a whale of a question. If you ever heard a question, this is it. Pastor Kuhn. By the way, what is your name? Scott. Oh, I like that too. I have a friend who I've tried to help spiritually. He is a doubter and has real trouble, sometimes even accepting the Bible. God's promises seem empty because he never seems to do what he says. If something good happens, we say God did it. But bad happens to even good folks. Then we say Satan did it. My friend says life is luck or chance. He thinks blaming Satan for bad is just the way God justifies it when he refuses to keep his promise. Please help me help him. Isn't that a tremendous question? That is tremendous. First of all, whenever a person comes to us with questions like that, first of all, we claim a promise for wisdom, James 1.5. Because how can we give him the right medicine if we don't know what type of sickness he has, you see? And this is very important. Lord, give me wisdom. Now, why does this person ask these questions? Then if I can learn why he asked the question, I can help him. For instance, for me to condemn him wouldn't help him, would it? And we have a text for it. John 3:17 says, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. So he doesn't need condemnation because he doesn't see things as we do. What does he need? need? John 17, verse 3. This is life eternal, Jesus said, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou sent. He asked this question because he doesn't know the Lord. We're not to scold somebody because he doesn't know the Lord, right? Why scold him? Will that teach him the Lord? Will that make him love the Lord? No. What he needs is instead of a scolding, he needs a witness by somebody who knows that the Lord is not that kind of a Lord, you see. Now, let me share with you some of the witnesses that, uh, and the witnessers who, if they could uh, kindly and lovingly and humbly share their experiences with him, it would change his whole life. For instance, there was a, there was a teenage boy. He was 16. I'll call his name Peter. He was in a class of ours on the ABCs of prayer. I don't know how many of you young people know about the A of prayer. Anybody know what the A of prayer is? Ask. Thank you. Matthew 7. And the B of prayer. Anybody know what that is? Believe. Mark 11:24. And the C of prayer is to receive or claim. Matthew 21:22. We were teaching a group of, of young people about your age 
in a class how to reach up and take hold of God's promises. Because, you see, one of the questions came in is, what is the problem of young people? How are they going to solve it? The real problem of young people and older ones is, what kind of a God do we have? Is he this kind of a God? So we were teaching them how to claim God's promises so that when they do have some problems and they don't know how to handle them, they can claim a Bible promise. Anybody know how many promises in the Bible? 3,573 promises are, are clusters of promises. It runs into thousands of promises. And we were sharing them how for every problem we have in life, we can claim a promise and that every promise contains the gift <laughs> right in the promise, just like an apple seed contains an apple tree. Did you know that? Rufus Platt, a prize winner in science, said that if we had a magnifying glass big enough, we could see in every normal apple seed an apple tree with three departments, two leaves, a trunk, and roots. Actually, an apple tree, tiny, 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 but an apple tree. In every acorn, there's an actual oak, tiny, 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 three departments, two leaves, trunk, and roots. So we were telling young people, you take one of God's promises for the problem you have, you ask God to fulfill his promise, then you take the next step, which is so vital. Say, Lord, I believe you're doing it. And keep saying, I believe it until you do believe. Then say, thank you, Lord. Since the gift is in the promise, I'm putting this promise in a believing heart, and I'm receiving. Now, an apple seed that has an apple tree, you can't see the apple tree. If you put the apple seed in the ground, it takes a while for the apple tree to come up, you see, and longer for it to produce. So as we claim a promise, some of these promises, though we receive, the full maturity isn't realized at once. So among the young people that came was a young fellow by the name of, I'm going to call his name Peter, 16 years of age. And he was studying how to take from God's wonderful book the promises, and that every promise contains the life of Jesus Christ. For instance, when the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, James 1.5. It also says in 1 Corinthians 1.30, Christ is made unto us wisdom. So the life of Christ is in each promise. So as I claim the promise, I'm claiming life eternal in that area. So we asked the young people that they would take a little time in our class period to share what answers they'd received. And this is where your question comes in, your question comes in, your question comes in. It wasn't your question, it was someone else's, but you're kind of reading. And the, I remember at one meeting alone, uh, Peter got up and he said, I'm so glad I'm learning this new kind of prayer. It's taking care of the problems that I have. He said, I'd like to give you an example. And there are about 60 young people of your age there. He said, uh, my example is this. He said, I'd arranged with some friends of mine, it was out in California, to go a certain day up on the High Sierras for hiking. He said, the night before, it rained. And then it snowed a little, and it froze. So a thin, thin coat of ice was all over that mountain. He said, all my friends backed out there, didn't dare to go. He said, but foolhardy, I went on anyway. But he said, I claimed a promise that God would save my life. Shows how good the Lord is. He shouldn't have gone. But the Lord's long-suffering. He said, as I was up there on the mountain, I walked along a narrow ridge. 
And he said, I didn't stop to realize it, it was so slippery, that thin cold of ice. He said, a gust of wind came and unbalanced me, and I started down that mountain. He said, I slid about 50 feet and plunged against a rock. I'd have broken my neck, or I'd have broken my back. But he said, fortunately, there was a wonderful cushion of snow there, and all I did was get a good shaking up. I said, Lord, you did fulfill your promise. You did save my life. And then he said, I looked around the rock, and I found if I tried to get out, I had another 2,000 feet to go down. It, was, it wasn't perpendicular, but it was, it was steep. Now, Lord, he said, I claim a promise for wisdom. I don't know how to get out of here. I ask you for wisdom. What's to be a prayer? I believe you're giving me wisdom. What's to see a prayer? Thank you, Lord, you're doing it. And he said, as I kept doing that and thanking God, the Lord put it in my mind, this is how you can get out. Take your fingers, your fingernails, dig little steps up the mountain, edge your knees into them. And he said, I did it. And he said, by the time I got out, my fingernails were broken and my fingers were bleeding, but I got out. And he said, I thank the Lord for the promises. And what do you suppose all the young people said? Amen. What do you say? Amen. They were so thrilled. All the young people got up and they were sharing. And can you imagine what would happen to one who wrote a question like this? And who wrote those questions? He'd be sitting there and thinking to himself, wait a minute. God is good. He's not what I thought. Young person after young person got up and told a definite experience they'd had by claiming God's promises. Jesus said in Luke, in, uh, in, Luke, in John 16, 24, ask and receive and your joy will be what? Full. And that's what is happening. A whole new experience was there. Finally, a boy by the name of Dick, as I'll call him, stood. He said, I have an experience. He said, as you know, last week we had semester exams. He said, I've never liked semester exams. Do you like them pretty well? No, you're just like me. And he said, I've never liked semester exams, but he said, I had studied faithfully the whole semester. But he said, due to circumstances over which I had no control, I hadn't reviewed. And the night before the exams, I climbed into bed. I couldn't sleep. He said, I just rolled and tumbled. He said, then I began to pray one of those old kind of prayers. You know what the old kind of prayer, how it goes? It goes something like this. Dear Lord, help me, but I'm pretty sure you won't. He said, wait a minute, I, I'm learning a new kind of prayer. And he said, I, I'm going to climb out of bed. He climbed, climbed out of bed, and just like an angel helped him open to Matthew 11:28, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. He said, Lord, you promised to give me rest. That's what I need if I'm going to take on these exams tomorrow. And he said, let's see, the A of prayer. What's the A of prayer, everybody? Ask. Who said it? Jesus. What's to be a prayer? Believe. Who said it? Jesus. What's the seal of prayer? Thank you, Lord. You claim it by saying, thank you, Lord. The gift is in the promise. I have rest. And he said, I did that on my knees with my hand on the promise. He said, I climbed into bed, and he said, I slept like a log. You know how a log sleeps? Doesn't move a limb. <laughs> a bored foot. <laughs> and the next morning, he said, I was refreshed. He said, I came off in those exams with flying colors. I thank the Lord I've learned a new kind of prayer. And in learning it, I've learned what a wonderful Savior we have. And what do you suppose all the students said? Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
Different students got up and gave their experiences. This was a young people's class. We told the old people, you stay out. But do you know something happened? Somehow, one little old lady got in there <laughs> amid all those young people. We'll call her name Dorothy. Little old lady. And she was a barbitu barbiturate addict. Her father was a medical doctor. And that lady, Dorothy, had gone to church all her life, just like a door swinging in out. She would sit and listen to the 11 o'clock sermon. She'd walk out, didn't have the answer. She'd practically given up something like this person, like these who wrote, see, God isn't interested in me. But then she somehow got into this class of the young people. Before we go any farther with this old lady, I'm going to ask you to make a guess how old she was. Who would like to just make a guess? You get A for effort. What would, what would you guess? Uh, 73. Excellent. Somebody else make a guess. 65. Eh, wonderful. Somebody in one of our meetings guessed 92, I think. She really was a little old lady. She was 42. <laughs> 42. And she sat and listened as our class studied the ABCs. She said, what? wait a minute, this sounds wonderful. She sat and listened as she heard Peter give his experience, Dick give his experience, other teenagers, mostly were teenagers, giving their experience. A few were junior college students. And as she heard them giving their experiences and listened to the ABCs of prayer as revealed in the Bible, what do you suppose she thought? You suppose it would work for me? You suppose God is different from what I thought he was? And then they said, now we're going to divide into small groups, five or six to a group. And one group of young ladies invited Dorothy to meet with them. Wasn't that nice? They didn't spurn her just because she was an old woman. And she was there, and she was amazed. Every one of these teenagers had a Bible. And the one in charge said, now we'll open to a Bible promise. If any man see his brother sin, a sin that's not unto death, he may ask, and God will give him life. And he said, and the girl said, the one in charge said, you know, we've been praying for Jane Doe. Let's kneel and we'll put our finger out right on the promise to indicate our simple trust in the Lord. And we'll ask, and what to be a prayer? Believe, and what to see a prayer? We'll claim it by thanking God we've received. And Dorothy looked on. Every one of these young people had a Bible. Every one put their hand on the promise in simple childlike trust. And everyone played, prayed an ABC prayer. Lord, we ask you to save Jane. We believe you're saving Jane. Thank you, you're saving Jane as we fulfill the simple conditions. And Dorothy was amazed. As the meeting closed, Dorothy went out, jumped in her car, and drove home. All the way on the way home, she thought, Teenagers are finding solutions. And here I am, 42 years of age. You suppose God would do it for me? And the devil said what? God doesn't love you. God's a monster. Isn't Satan a devil? But God can't be a monster. Because look, he's been answering the prayers of these teenagers. They've made mistakes the same as I have. God must be good. All of them have witnessed that he keeps his word. She got home put the car in the garage, walked in the house, walked right through the front room, went right into the bedroom, 
fell on her knees and she opened to the same promise that Dick had claimed. Come unto me, I'll give you a rest. Dear Lord, she said, I've not slept a single night for months and months and months without taking another barbiturate. But you promised to give me rest. What's the A of prayer? Everybody asked. Lord, I ask you to do what you promised. What's the B of prayer? Lord, I believe you're doing it because you can't lie. What's the C of prayer? Thank you, Lord, I claim it. But you know what? She couldn't pray that B and C. She had to struggle for a long while to say, I believe, because the devil said, not for you. Isn't Satan the devil? He said, God is a monster. He's not interested. Isn't Satan the devil? Finally, she said, Lord, I, I, Lord, I believe. The young people got the answers, can't I? I'm not worthy, but you promised. Then the sea. She told me that she struggled before she could say, I've received. Wouldn't you struggle? Because she didn't feel like it. She had no track record of victory. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Uh, uh, thank you, Lord. I have received. 21 days later, I talked with her. She said, I didn't take a barbiturate. I slept like a log all night. How does a log sleep? Doesn't move a limb. Doesn't move a board foot. She said, thank the Lord. We talked with, a, we talked with a, two medical doctors. They said, we would never suggest that a patient drop this habit immediately. We wouldn't think of it. I said, but you know, they were claiming God's promise and the Christian doctor said, well, that's different. That's different. Three months later, I called Dorothy on the telephone. Dorothy, I remember what you told us three weeks after you claimed the promise. I don't want to be nosy, Dorothy, but I, I'm writing a book entitled Youth Praise, God Answers. And I'd like to put your story in the book, but I want to be sure it's true. Three months have passed. Tell me what's happened. She said, Pastor Kuhn, not one of those barbiturates has passed my lips. Not one. And I praise the Lord. I said, thank the Lord. May I put it in the book? She said, yes. Three years passed. We did the book. Youth praise God answered. I was holding a series down in Southern California, and at the close of the meeting, one of the meetings, I was there shaking hands. And out came Dorothy. She was now an aged lady, 45. Do you know me? I said, no, I don't think, think I do. She said, I'm Dorothy. Would you have told tonight what you did had you known I was here? I said, I surely would. Tell me, three years has passed. Dorothy, what is your testimony? Not one, not once, not once. She said, look, we're having, she said, I'm now working in the conference office, <laughs> in the youth division. She said, would you be willing to speak to a group of youth? I said, would I? I had the privilege of going out in the, out into the nature and talking with you. Isn't it wonderful what God can do? Oh, by the way, uh, Brother Newhouse, isn't there a young lady here? What's her name? Janet. Oh, she's one of the sweet singers of Israel. And we've asked her if she would do us a favor to sing one song. It's her own composition, by the way, and it fits in what we've been discussing. Thank you, Janet. Thank you, Janet. That's the tune up.
all of us have to tune up in Jesus day by day, don't we? you so much. How much time do we have left in this session, Brother Dennis? We still have five or six minutes. All right. So thank you. Let's, let's share a little more that will help these individuals whose questions you've brought to us. These individuals who've read these questions, it's not their questions. It was a question put in by another student, you see. So we want you to understand that. But you know, I've also found that the Lord is a good God, just like Peter, just like Dick, just like Dorothy. And I'm sure that a number of you young people could tell the same story of God's love. That's why a person, that's what a person like this skeptical young man needs, you see. Doesn't need to be scolded, John 3, 17. He needs to know what the Lord is like. Can you blame somebody for not liking somebody that's not likable? Can you blame a person for not liking a monster? No way. So we don't go around blaming anybody, no matter what they say about God. They're saying the best they know, you see. What we're to do is what Jesus said to do, Mark 5, 19. He told the demoniacs who were healed, you go home, tell your friends what great things the Lord has done for you and has had compassion. We don't deserve it. Peter didn't claim to deserve it. Dick didn't claim to deserve it. Dorothy didn't deserve it. None of us deserves his blessing, right? He does it because he is love. God is love. When I think of what God has done for me, I thank him beyond words. In 1953, a medical doctor told me I had cancer. I claimed God's promises. Nine months later, he said there wasn't a sign of it. Did I praise the Lord? But in 1959, I was deathly sick. Went to his nursing home, and I heard him tell another doctor in 1959 that the cancer was terminal. You know what that means. It means after a term, you die. You know how long my term has been? 21 years since then. I say, if it was terminal, thank the Lord for the term he gave me. How in the world could we help but praise the Lord and let people know what a good God we have, you see. This is life eternal, Jesus said, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. When our daughter, Juanita, was, was coming into this world, my wife had one convulsion after another. It seemed everyone would kill her. Finally, the medical doctor said, it's hopeless. 
no hope at all. She will either die or at least she'll lose her mind. We prayed. Today, my wife can remember things back in those days that I can't even remember. Isn't God wonderful? So wonderful, wonderful Savior. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.